the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Shadows and types are good if they lead you to the reality of the thing, but they should never replace the reality of the thing, as we'll see next. Join us. From Valley Bible Church, right here in Hercules, welcome to Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard returns us to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 18, as we're reminded of the necessity of looking to the reality of shadows and types, the superiority of Christ's sacrifice and how his sacrifice once for all is sufficient and superior to all the other sacrifices that were instituted in the Old Testament. Join us as we see the significance of this played out in our lives as believers in Christ today. Here's Pastor Phil now with more. Here he's on the throne, looks down at the Levitical system that's not working, and knows that the only thing that could ever satisfy God to eliminate the debt was a sacrifice that was as holy as God. So it eliminated all of mankind. If you killed a hundred men, a thousand men, nobody would ever meet the specifications of God. So here God the Son and the Father work it out. He says, what if I become a man? What if the infinite is willing to shrink and become an infant? And on the brink, some believe this psalm was said on the brink upon coming into the world before he decided to join himself to the human ovum of a girl. There was a human ovum there. It was real. And deity is going to provide the counterpart sperm. So you got a real pregnancy. There was a real pregnancy in the virgin. It was a virgin conception. And so on that moment, he said, Father, this is what you wanted. I'm leaving you. I'm leaving the throne. I'm going to join myself to Mary's body because I'm the only thing that can satisfy you in the payment of sin. And I'm going to obey you perfectly. I'm going to be everything you always wanted in the sacrifice that the Old Testament proved to be a joke and totally inadequate. And so on the verge of stepping out of glory, he's doing this. You've given up on animal sacrifices. You'll accept nothing but a perfectly willing, obedient servant. And that's no one less than his son. And that's why Christ became man. To be the sacrifice. The sacrifice. For our sins. Well, verse 11 and 12. He says, the regular priest ministered daily, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting 
to conquer his enemies. Would you, you, you don't get it. You don't, you, you're clueless because you're not Jewish and you haven't seen the blood pour out of the temple. For a Jew to hear this in the first century, God's got one sacrifice that will do for all time. And this ends, this ends the whole sacrificial system. I read a sermon years ago by Angel Martinez. And he said, when Christ came as the Lamb of God, in the Gospels, the first one told that he would come were probably temple shepherds that they raised lambs. Because if you kill 300,000 lambs on one day, I want to tell you the shepherds are making a living off of the religious system. Where are you going to get the lambs? Many people would buy them nearby in Jerusalem because they didn't want to carry them from the north and carry that animal or bring that animal all the way. So many times they'd get to Jerusalem, go to the animal market and buy their lamb. Buy their lamb and take it, give it to the priest. But he notified the shepherds first. And Martinez said, because he wanted them to sign up for unemployment. He just put them out of a job. Won't be needing any more lambs. Close your business. And look at the Jew today. He has no sacrifice. He has no priest. He has no temple. And he has no future unless he receives Messiah. In the destruction of the temple, they lost the meeting place. They lost the Aaronic priesthood. The records have been scattered. The sacrifices are gone. Not because they accepted Christ, but because the Romans devastated the place. They have nothing. And here he says, this one once and for all, and to prove to you that he's done, in all the Old Testament furnishings, there were no chairs. You were never done. What did he do? It's done. Just got to do it once. It's done forever. He sat down. He sat down. You know, it's done. It's, it's behind. He's just saying, got it done. No more. No more. No more. That did it. Third thing. What good did it do? Old Testament didn't seem to change the worshiper. What does this new sacrifice do? Five things. You ready? Number one, I cannot believe, I'm saying this sarcastic, it is hard to believe that he accomplished these things about us. Wait till you hear it. Number one, verse 10. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once for all. Sanctified means what? Set apart to God. Declared holy. And that is set apart for God totally. Now, we use sanctification. It's used of a present tense that I'm becoming holy. I'm becoming more like Christ. And I'm in a process of looking like Christ. But here, it sounds like a finished deal, doesn't it? And by that will, we have been in the past. And in the Greek, it would be this way. Just imagine this is a period. Boom. In Greek, it, they call it punctilier with 
abiding results. It happened in a point in time, and it abides. Guess what? On the basis of Christ's sacrifice, he has set you apart for God forever. You are sanctified for your seen in Christ. And 1 Corinthians 1.30, Christ is our sanctification. If you've never been holy before, you're now holy if you belong to Christ. You're holy in the sight of God. Why should I care what you think I look like if I know how he sees me? Which is the greater verdict on you? God's verdict of you, how he sees you, or man's verdict? And he says, number one, I see you here. And the second one, I want inscribed on my forehead so my wife can read it about me. And that is verse 14. For by a single offering, he has perfected. I want to put it right here. I am perfect in God's sight. What do you think? He has perfected for all time. Those who are in the process of being sanctified. So, I've been set apart, done for God. Now he says, I'm perfect in the sight of God based on the sacrifice of his son. You know, a lot of people, uh, this is a common saying, don't go to church, they'll make you feel guilty. You know, you go to church for your guilty fix. If you're not guilty enough, let it bang on you a little bit and you'll be guilty. Yeah, I went to church, I feel guilty. I'm rotten, I'm guilty. No, 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 no. You ought to come to church to find out what God thinks of you. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn men. I found you condemned. You're already guilty. Uh, and sometimes you just look at a person and say, I did it, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, what did I say? You're already guilty. You know, some, I'm sure came with people. I'm guilty, I didn't mean it. What? Your conscience. The spirit. You landed guilty. We don't make you guilty. But church ought to be a place where when you tell what Christ has done, he takes the worst of sinners, sets them apart for his use, perfects you in Christ. Uh, Colossians 2, 9 and 10. We are complete in Christ, the fullness of God. No animal sacrifice could do that. No preacher can do that. No saint can do that. You get where you're perfect, but don't get mixed up, honey. It's not on your walk. It's based upon your position in Jesus. You're perfect in Christ. Now, here's what he's doing. Then he says he's sanctifying you. He's working on making you act like Christ. And that's a different story. Where are you in that process? Are you still hard-headed? Are you still hot-headed? How's your mouth? What are you doing with your eyes? What are you doing with your body? What are you doing with your attitude? See, that's progressive. That, and, and don't say, well, that's the way the Lord made me. Don't blame that on God. That's you. God didn't make you that way. Sin did. And so, are you, are you becoming more and more like Christ? Uh, by that, are people accusing you of the fruit of the Spirit? Man, I see love in you. I see joy. Oh, I just see so much patience. Where do you get it all? Where do you get that self-control? Well, I had one of our men threatened this week by rough people. And the old life 
it would have got ugly. But the Spirit of Christ produced a different response. A different response. So I'm sanctified. I am perfected. I'm in the process. I'm being processed to learn to live holy. And now this new sacrifice implements the new covenant that we'll celebrate tonight because we're going to drink the juice that celebrates the covenant was made on the basis of Christ's shed blood. And we'll restore a woman at the Lord's table tonight because there's forgiveness found in Christ. She doesn't have to pay forever. This is a covenant that I will make with them. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. God, through Christ, is going to internalize his law, internalize our faith, so that he changes our heart and our mind. He does something in us that's not external to us. The new covenant said it won't be written in stone like the Sinaitic covenant was. It will be written in your hearts. Jeremiah 31. He does something in you. Ezekiel said he will wash you. He will cleanse you. He'll give you a new heart, a new mind. He does internal makeover. Put a brand new engine in the car. Brand new heart. That's in you. And that's not bad. Not too bad. We, you know, I grew up with uh, pretty strict Christians and always, always hearing this story, what if you uh, got drunk on the way home from church? I thought, man, I'd have to drink a lot of communion juice. Why would I get drunk on the way over? But anyway, the story went that way. Or if I just got mad or something, what if you died? Would you go to heaven? One sin, you know, no sin can enter there. That means none of you are going to make it. Because we're sinners saved by grace. And I used to hear my dad said, you know, I sin all at once. Dad, how can you say that? I said I sin all at once. I drink all I want. I cuss all I want. I look on women all I want. I cheat on my wife all I want. Whoa, what are you saying? If God hasn't taken care of the want-to, friend, you haven't met him. He's got to do something on the want-to department. Do you want to cuss? Go ahead. I grew up in Richmond. I know all about cussing. Why hasn't your internal machine changed that you don't want to cuss? Why do you want to cuss? You've never had regeneration take place. You never got the new heart inside. Nothing going on inside of you. Why, why hasn't any cleaning up been going on? I drank all I want to drink. Well, go ahead. Order up. Order, order at least 18 quarts so when you die, you won't feel it. And we get people in religion, and we try to change you on the outside. But only God can change your insides. And here he said, I'm going to do something in them. I'm going to put my law in them. So I don't need to be walking along rule number nine, rule number ten. Mm-mm. Yeah, mark that off. Mm-mm. No, according to Galatians, you just walk in the Christian life. 
You're not even looking at the law. And at the end of the day, he said, did you keep the law? I said, well, I don't know which one you're talking about. I said, well, d did you uh, commit murder? Did you uh, commit adultery? Did you steal? Why? Well, no, I didn't do any of that today. And I didn't even have a copy of the law in front of me. Well, why didn't you do it? Man, you, you could have got ignorance let you get away with it. No, no you see, I, why would I want to do that? I'm walking in the Spirit. I'm walking with Christ. I want to be like Christ. I love Christ. I want to walk in love. Why would I cuss you out? I like to tell you how to go to heaven. I like to tell you God is good. I like to tell you how he forgave me. I got a new heart. I got a new vocabulary. I got a new walk. I got a new talk. I got a new desire. Where did you get that? I got it, bought at the cross, and installed in 58 in South Richmond. That's where I got it. The cross bought me a new heart, and I picked it up in 58. Became born again. I can still cuss as good as the best of them, but no longer does the Spirit let me get away with anything. It's terrible when you know Him. You can't get away with anything. God, that word fits. He needs to be called that. Don't you do it. But I want to. And then you hang out around with Ron Hughes, you learn different abbreviations. <laughs> and, and, and it cleans it up. Just cleans it up. Because boy, sometimes, just a nice word, but it doesn't fit that guy. He needs to. But be good to your enemies. Love those that despise you. You've got to be kidding. Love them. I didn't learn that in Richmond. Hit them back. Cuss them and run. <laughs> who, who, who taught you? What course did you take to change your insides? Wrote, wrote it on our heart. And he said in 2 Corinthians 3, This commandment is not written on stone, but on the fleshly hearts, not by the finger of God, but by the Spirit of God. I've got it written inside, and I don't need you to be quoting me the rules. The Spirit is in charge of the new man and woman in Christ. You're a new creation. New creation. Then he says, I will remember their sins and lawless deeds no more. Well, my, my friends won't. They still hold it against me. He won't. She won't. They won't. Where there is forgiveness of these, there's no longer any offering for sin. L listen to some of the hymns. Uh, when I think of this, my brother Paul and his wife, they used to sing this song years ago. What sins are you talking about? It goes like this. I remember the days when I was bent low with the burdens of sin and strife. Then came Jesus in and rescued me and gave me a brand new life. Now as I thank him day after day for washing my sins away, it seems I can almost hear the voice of the blessed Savior say, What sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. And I don't remember them anymore. Come on, I'm not a singer, but you can get it. Can God say to you, I don't remember your sins anymore? Well, he sure used the language. Psalms 103 said, I've cast him as far as the east is from the west. And tell me where they meet. Try that. 
I cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. See, God chooses to forget. You haven't forgiven until you choose to forget it. Now, it may take some time, but it's a choice. I don't want to remember that against them. You know about the boy that he said he was nine years old before he found out his name wasn't stupid. Because his dad just kept reminding him. You don't measure up. You don't do this. You don't do that. Isn't it terrible to be around people that always bring up your negative, your faults? And God said, the blood of Christ has enabled me to never remember that you ever committed a sin against me. Now, I want to tell you, friend, that is a profound truth. Listen to the old hymn writers, then I'm done. Not the labors of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. These for could not atone, thou must save and thou alone. In my hand no price I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Listen to this. Oh, but listen to the word. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood, thy blood, not my works, thy blood was shed for me. And that thou bids me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. Could my tears forever flow? Could my zeal no linger? No, these for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. In my hand no price I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. I've been listening to a song I ran into accidentally. And it tells about the thief on the cross that in his last moments he reaches out to Christ and I believe you're the son of God. I want to be with you in paradise. And Jesus said, this day I'll see you in paradise. And the song picks up the theme that when the thief and murderer winds up in paradise and in heaven, someone asks him, how did you get here? And he said, I have no deeds in my hand that I've done. I've done no good works. But one told me, the one who told me I would be here said, tell them, you came by way of the cross. The only people in this place going to heaven today are the ones who have come by way of the cross. Until you put your faith in this one sacrifice, once and for all, quit doing meritorious stuff. Quit, quit all the religious works. Quit worrying about all the rules. You know, in my early days here, and I wish it was today, clean them up, clean them up, get them saved, clean them up so they look like Christians. Oh, baloney! It's not my job to make you look like a Christian. Only God can do that work. I want him to do something in your heart. And it's my job to get you to take pain off, put pain on, wear this dress. Wear Man, we have to tell some of our guys, chick, you need to watch out. You're not going to a Friday night bar. You're meeting with God's people. So don't show us more body than we need to see. That's okay, isn't it? And what are we going to do? You dirty, rotten sinner. Now we're going to put our arm around her and say, come on, honey, we're going to teach you how God's going to sanctify you. In the meantime, you're perfect. Wait, wait, wait. You don't believe that. The holiness folks just bailed out. In the meantime, you're perfect in Jesus. We can't improve you. We never saved you anyway. Father, we thank you.
You made us perfect in your sight based upon your son's work. And I actually thank you've given us the status of being holy. And all of us are aware of our own faults, our own sins, our own shortcomings. It is amazing, amazing that on the basis of Christ alone, we have this marvelous standing, standing in grace, a position we could have never earned. We've come by the way of the cross, by faith in the one sacrifice. And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855-833-9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also be able to find out more about Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, who we are, what we believe, worship times, directions, and the like. Again, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, simply call 855-833-9864. Would you also bear in mind this radio broadcast is available through listener support. As you link arms with us financially, we are able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. So please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.